All right, hey everyone, it's Stephanie. I am currently a social work student at Cal State San Marcos. Uh, today is July 21st, and uh, just give you a heads up, we may have a little distraction. Uh, we have Kai's lovely cat in the background, as well as a fan to keep us cool since it's so hot today. Not really distractions in my opinion, but we'll let that go for you, Dr. Young. <laughs> and I'm Kylia Shields, also known as Kai. Um, I am also a social work student at Cal State San Marcos. And I'm Michelle Orozco, and I'm also a social work student at Cal State San Marcos. Another distraction is I may cough, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, all right, so what we're going to be talking about today, um, it's kind of funny because we had a little something different written up for everybody but we just totally did this you know on cue because we thought that wow this must be really interesting um also because we like to watch these shows so we're going to be talking about the um the social work like critique on the show's intervention hoarders um dr phil and just to see like bring up conversation about it if this is actually helpful for people who are in vulnerable situations or with mental health disorders or if it's actually exploiting them and are they even recovering after those shows because there's got to be like more trauma afterwards if it's like your whole life is on display don't you think absolutely especially if we dive in now we go with dr phil we all know dr phil right he has these elaborate guests come on and they have these issues stemming from mental health issues, financial issues, abuse. Um, they want to be famous. You know, we have kids who are, you know, disrespecting their parents. We have parents who are needing help. And you have Dr. Phil here, who is a psychiatrist, I believe, or a psychologist. And he gives advice to, you know, his guests that come on the show. But if you really pay attention, is he really helping out these guests and looking at the best interests for them or is he exploiting their situations? For his own gain, in exactly. a sense. Right. And there's a big power dynamic issue too because you have somebody coming in who's well-known, who has the backing of a network, millions of eyes on them, and they have incentive to get the most story out of somebody, the most drama. And so they have incentive to maybe manipulate the situation, maybe change it to make it watchworthy, to make it binge-worthy. Because they, at the, at the end of the day, ethics might be less important than ratings. Right, and I think that is interesting when you talk about gaining like that therapeutic trust throughout that relationship when you're with your client and as a social worker and how important that is in the beginning stages and so it sounds like what you're saying michelle is like right off the bat these people are going to trust these so-called experts because look at all the money look at all the fame they're on tv they have access to all of these resources and you know that those like rehabilitation centers like the show like intervention they're probably sending them to really expensive treatment centers that most people wouldn't be able to afford so it's almost like a facade like that or facade sorry <laughs> whatever that word is but you know what i mean like it's it's i think it like changes people's like perception of it and we all probably come into like thinking oh this is what you know treatments really like but in reality it's not absolutely especially with intervention like we were talking about earlier how you know you have these vulnerable 
people who are coming on who struggle with drug addiction or alcohol abuse or <clears throat> any type of substance that they're struggling with that's taking over their day-to-day life. You have these people come onto the show thinking that they're being filmed for one thing, but in reality, they're coming for an intervention. So they're being completely bamboozled, almost man- manipulated into mm-hmm. sitting down and listening to their families plead and writing you know, stories about how they miss their old self before they had their, you know, um, substance abuse. And then, you know, the person on the show is so confused and lost on what's going on. And at that point, you have cameras all in their face. Um, you have the, the doctors talking, the families talking. And then at the end, you know, the client or the guest has the opportunity to go, you know, to this rehab facility and get help. But are they really getting help? We don't know their journey when they go to the facility. We only know their journey, what's taped, and then we get an update at the end of the show. But mm-hmm. in reality, these doctors that are on, you know, on the show, are they being ethical with their guest? Are they thinking about their best interests? Interests, my apologies. Is client determination a factor into that? Is informed consent? When we think about informed consent, you want to be truthful and honest with the guests on the show. You don't want to manipulate them. So, in a way, are they exploiting them to get gain and fame, to get ratings? Well, and I think we also talked about this earlier before we started recording. Michelle brought it up that, um, you know, maybe there's some, like, I don't know, like, connection between you know, the, the television show and all the money behind it and then these recovery treatment centers, is there some, like, you know, like, system going on where it's they're being, like, funneled all this money in and out? Like, what's really going on behind closed doors and what are the numbers of, like, what's the recovery rate? Like, that's what I think is really important to look at. Yeah, there could definitely be conflicts of interest that we don't know as just the viewer. We're also getting spliced together scenes. We're not getting you know beginning to middle to end like we would if it was a real client um of kind of knowing that journey we're getting what they want to show us so it's really hard to know you know is there something to gain for these facilities in participating and i also want to raise the point um kind of back to what you were saying stuff about um you know they're bringing in the family and everything but what happens when the tv show is gone like you said they do an update but we know that especially in recovery support system is huge and you're bringing in this huge support system for this person just for the duration of the footage and then they leave so you're kind of leaving that person with this huge gap of this support system that came in that was built they you know maybe earned their trust and then it's gone right and you know a, a a topic i always wanted to know or a point is when they have these guests on these type of shows like intervention dr phil hoarders is there any type of evaluation going on any type of assessment to know where their mental capacity is at to know you know where their emotional capacity is at any physical harm any attempts of suicide any of that because when you have a person on a show that's to exploit or to show you know their personal struggles that they're going through are they being assessed for the implications 
and what's going to happen afterwards you know are any of these guests who have been on these type of shows do they suffer ptsd do they you know suffer anxiety of the aftermath of the show of their personal struggles that they show on tv you know how does that affect them in the afterlife when you think about clients because you follow their journey from beginning middle and end and you have this treatment plan but when it's televised what all goes into play with it right and it also brings me to like okay we have to look at some positives because like you know we're being critical and everything so to look at like okay what what is actually working here well are they being pressured at the end of the day because they're in a room full of their closest family members crying and like reading out these letters um are they being coerced and i actually read this article um, and it was it was written like a while ago, back in 2010, but it was written like right after um, this one of their episodes had aired, the intervention show. Um, and it talks about like ethical boundaries. And, you know, before I jump into it, like the positives that I'm looking at is like, OK, what if this is like their last resort? Like, what if this person is literally like going to die at some point because they're so deep into their addiction? They're living on the streets like so what we're exploiting them but when it comes from the social work lens we don't want to push it like it's all about client self-determination because at the end of the day like are they really is it going to be long-term recovery or is it going to be short-term to me it seems like it would be more short-term um but this what this article says is that um and this is about numbers intervention claims that 71 percent of the candidates who have appeared on the show and entered a rehabilitation clinic have remained sober strangely it cites 131 out of 161 as the exact number of sober candidates, which actually represents a sober rate of 81%. That's extremely high, I think. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is that another article said that I think like three years after that number, it went down to 64%. And then in 2015, it went all the way down to 50%. So their numbers have declined, but it's also like, it seems pretty high at the time too. But maybe that's a good thing to look at. But um I think it's important to be critical of like are those numbers actually real like what's what is the length of time that their recovery is like how are these numbers being like you know played into um the research exactly i'd also like to say that we don't know the treatment plan that's given to them once they're in this facility they could address being on you know hey you just came off a tv show that could all be addressed within their treatment plan and we just don't know but I'd also argue, you like you said, continuity of care. Are they continuing this until, you know, is there only a contract with the TV show of how long they're going to pay? Or are they going to continue until this person is better in right. their eyes? Also, like, is there family therapy involved? Because you're all, you're bringing your family, the, like the family's being brought into this situation yeah, in that on room. TV exploited you know? too. Um, but you know, I don't, and we still haven't really talked much about hoarders, but hoarders is interesting. Like I saw an episode recently and it almost felt like the hoarding experts that came into this woman's home. Like it felt like they kept giving her more control by like reinforcing everything that she's doing, like by hoarding all these items when it's like actually tearing the family apart. It just didn't seem as like, like, I don't know how you would deal with that situation. I don't know if you guys have seen the show, but it Mm -hmm. felt like to me like it was almost reinforcing her um her habits and not really addressing her disorder it was more so like surface level okay we got to get rid of like pick which things you got to get rid of well i think that's just the surface we got to cut down a little bit deeper and work from that way up no i agree um i think it's 
kind of weird how we don't see who's on this team, you know? We see the producers and then we just see the doctors, right? But most of these doctors are, you know, psychiatrists. Nothing wrong with psychiatrists at all. Um, but you, you gotta, you have your different breakdowns, right? You have your social workers, you have your clinical social workers, you have your case workers, you know, you have your support people. But how much do these psychiatrists really know what's going on with with these these guests that come on the show like you said with hoarders you know are they set up with success afterwards you know are they given therapy afterwards when they go and they clean their home and you know they try to get them to get rid of their hoarding but in reality how is that helping the guests or the client you know if you're doing this in a two to three day process you know as we know therapy is an ongoing cycle it's not just a 12 week eight week base and you're done therapy is an everyday thing so yeah you know these doctors and producers are coming on the show helping these people but at the end of the day are they set up for success afterwards to stay you know on on top of is, their yeah like is there maintenance right can happen for sure yeah right that's i i completely agree with you because i think like we're like with a mental health disorder like you're it sucks, but you're going to have to live with it for the rest of your life. And, like, are they given the right tools? Like, again, like, we don't know what their intervention is. Um, but I, I definitely think, like, maintenance is an important issue. And, like, I almost wish that, like, we could get, like, follow-ups about how they're doing. And, <laughs> and also, but I that's too much to ask. But I also wonder, who is diagnosing these guests on the show? Because, yeah, we see horror is, you know, keeping a lot of things in your home, right? Um, and, and storing it to where it's packed up in and it inhibits your life, right? But how are we really diagnosing these people? How do we know they don't have underlying conditions or co-occurring disorders, right. any substance abuse, alcohol abuse? How do we not know that there's not any underlying issues going on? Right. And we're just going to go on and say, hey, you're hoarding. Let's help and fix you. But are we, again, like I said in the beginning, who's assessing these guests on the show? Mm-hmm. Good points. I'm going to just be devil's advocate for a second with hoarders. Ooh, and there I think she goes. <laughs> I think a good thing to remember is that hoarders, um, pretty much every case, they're coming in because it's a dire situation with a time constraint. Like good the point. house is about to be, you know, um, torn down by the city. And right. they, so it's like they got to work rapidly in a situation that, is maybe a little different than like say intervention where it's maybe more an ongoing issue and they may be they may die but it's a little bit different whereas hoarders it's like okay you're going to be evicted in yeah. one week by the city we need to get this up to code so they do have that time constraint but um i do agree stuff it's like there could be so many underlying issues that it really should be more of like okay a cleaning holloway show versus let's talk about hoarders and their well, issues. Well, also, like, the, the music, like, the intro mu- music is so, like... Intensified. Like, almost, like, yeah, like, it's so dramatic. It and it Halloween. stigmatizes it all. And I think, like, I want to ask, too, like, is why do why are we so intrigued with watching these shows? Like, why are we so intrigued with watching people suffer with mental health disorders? Like, what does it do for us? Like, I know for me, like, yeah, it's entertaining. It's, like, it, I haven't seen a hoarder in real life so for me I'm like whoa this is like a different world but it also brings awareness too in a sense but 
Why are we so drawn to it? Because we want to see people's trauma. We say, oh, well, my life's not as bad because they hoard. Or my life isn't as bad because they have substance abuse. Or, you know, my life isn't as bad because I didn't have to go on the Dr. Phil show. So we love being invested in people's trauma because we say, hey, we don't have it as bad as them. I mean, I'm good. Do you remember the Jerry Springer show when we were younger? I do. I mean, that was like <laughs> I was my, very that was like, you can watch that. That was like our first introduction introduction to when we were like really young to <laughs> watching people's lives unfold on TV. Like but how right much of that was real though? Well, Let's exactly. <laughs> but it was still, but I think like we, we had that perception like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Like he cheated on her or, she, you know. <laughs> She's okay. pregnant with this baby. Like, there's so much going on, and we are so, like, eyes glued but to the But real screen. quickly, I want to also raise, again, be devil's advocate. And there was some studies done at the University of Iowa talking about how um, a lot of these shows, even though they're dramatized, make us open ourselves up to things we normally wouldn't. So it does help, mm-hmm. at the surface, bring awareness to a lot of things we normally wouldn't. Like, with certain shows, you know, about teen moms you know we saw teen mom instances decrease after that so there can be positives within the dramatization and it can help shed light on certain issues that maybe you know most people wouldn't know about you know unless you know an addict or are close to an addict maybe you don't know how that process works and you can start to see oh maybe that person is an addict because of how they're acting and it can help you kind of get a broader sense of awareness in those in those instances you're right and they do like they do at after each hoarding show or intervention show even dr phil like they do make sure to like leave a number at the end like for resources but i think like to wrap up our conversation we're coming from a social worker's lens right like that's what we're studying that's what we're field internship is about so we're looking at everything so much more critically than others might be because we have a little bit more awareness just because we're educated on it and it really it's opening our eyes like is this ethically right Right. And I think that's the biggest thing in the social work field is ethics. You know, we talk about it so much. We're engraved about ethics and these shows that are, you know, implementing the mental health field are not following ethics. Well, at least up until social work standard code, they're not following ethics. So I think ethics is a big part that plays in this exploitation of these guests who are suffering with mental health issues. I would say too, you know, a big thing about being a social worker is we protect the most vulnerable people and one of our ethics is dignity and worth of a person. So we wanna make sure that that's kept intact. And so we're seeing clearly that these really vulnerable people are being sometimes exploited, maybe exploited. We're not totally sure, but we have a good grasp on that idea. Um, And so that's kind of where the problem lies. Well, thank you all for listening today. Hopefully we can come back and do this again. Absolutely. All right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> We're out. <laughs>